Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, the youth. Hello, everyone. You are listening to The Youth here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Welcome to today's show. Today, I am joined by Brianna, Angel, Nicole, Idania, Mario, and Gerald for another show of The Youth today, of which we will talk about a series of different topics, different things going on around the world. Moving a little bit away from that COVID-19 talk as things are starting to reopen and we're starting to see things unfold before our eyes. But of course, we will still talk about that It is as it is a global pandemic that we're still dealing with today. And of course, the situation and the outcomes of the reopening of different places and different cities, different states and all of that. But of course, before we get into everything that we have planned for today's show, we will go through our COVID-19 rundown, which includes all the facts, the latest stats and everything that you need to know to keep yourself informed on what's going on in the world today. So currently, the number of cases in the entire world is at 6.19 million with around 376,000 deaths. Overseas, we're starting to see Italy, which was the first European country to be affected by COVID-19. And may I add that they were probably the hardest hit country in Europe by the coronavirus pandemic. Just today, they began to open up to visitors from 25 member states of the Schengen visa-free travel zone. So this does not include the, the United States, and it is a small portion of member states, which will allow them to start sort of boosting their economy, because as we know, they were really on a very, very strict lockdown in Italy. And now we're seeing South Africa, which we know that the cases in there in South Africa are starting to increase immensely and very rapidly. The South African court ruled that the countrywide lockdown is, is on, it's unconstitutional. So there will be no lockdown in South Africa, which, as we know, a lockdown played a huge role in sort of bringing these case numbers down because it allowed us to stay at home and be away and minimize contact with one another. We're also seeing the UK, they're introducing a 14-day quarantine for any visitors coming into the UK. And Germany is beginning to lift their travel warning for the European states. So any neighboring states will now be allowed to uh, visit Germany in that case. Of course, still the United States is off limits. But now speaking of the United States, in the United States relating to the coronavirus pandemic, we're seeing a confirmed 1.8 million cases with 108,000 deaths. There is a reported 421,000 recovered patients from the coronavirus today. So moving away from the coronavirus talk, getting into another serious topic that we're dealing with in the country today and around the world is the issue and the situation we've seen unfold due to the George Floyd situation. As we know, uh, just last week, George Floyd was killed. Uh, there was a police officer, Derek Chauvin, who kept his knee on George Floyd's neck for a series of eight minutes and 46 seconds. So we saw that go on. And since then, we've seen nonstop protests, riots, looting, all sorts of things to bring awareness to the situation at hand. We are currently at day eight of protests and riots. They have continued. They will continue. Just yesterday, we saw more protests, more riots in a lot of big cities across the across the nation. It is reported that all 50 states are dealing with protests and riots of some sort. Uh, yesterday was reported to be the least violent of all the days of which we've experienced protests and riots. We are seeing curfews being reestablished in many of these cities experiencing protests and riots. You know, we know that here in Miami, at least we had a curfew due to the coronavirus pandemic to keep people at home and to make sure that we were practicing proper social distancing. That had been lifted for a brief period of time, but now due to the riots and everything that's unfolding before our eyes, we are seeing a reestablishment of this curfew, which will lead on to the into the weekend. And who knows how long we'll see this curfew into effect. We're also seeing the reopening of different places and di big, big places. Of course, we saw a lot of things, again, shut down to, to, due to the coronavirus pandemic are now the reopening is being halted due to the riots and due to the protests. 
Mayweather's. We're also seeing Floyd Mayweather, a very famous boxer. He ha- he offered to pay for uh, Floyd's funeral and memorial services, and the family did take him up on that offer. So Floyd, Me- Floyd Mayweather is doing that on his behalf. We also saw Nickelodeon, uh, something very controversial that went down, and we're seeing a lot of different sides to this argument. Uh, Nickelodeon went off air yesterday for 8 minutes and 46 seconds in solidarity for George Floyd, in which during this time, a black screen with the words, I can't breathe, flashed up for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Yesterday, we also saw the music industry went black alongside many people. We saw the black towels being flooded on our Instagram uh, feeds. And this was all in conjunction with the Blackout Tuesday movement, which we saw again, the music industry started this and people started following. Apple Music joined in as well. They paused all browse functions and they celebrated different black musicians across the globe. So this is what's been going on. We've seen all the protests. We've seen everything that's been going on and unfolding before us due to the situation. But it, it, it will continue to happen and it seems like it will continue to happen and we will continue to see the different different steps being taken and different things happening. You know, we did see Derek Chauvin arrested uh, over the weekend. Um, he was arrested on uh, third degree murder and manslaughter. But we will see what happens to the other three police officers, which nothing has still been done to them. There have been no charges uh, placed on these other three officers, which as a result has sparked even more protests and even more riots because people are not happy that these officers are not paying for the death of George Floyd. I personally think that the music industry chiming in with the Blackout Tuesday and, and really kind of starting it was is very important because music is a part of our culture. And I think that a lot of people tend to forget that, but when it comes to music, they open up the floor and the platform for how the for how we see things, for how we enjoy things, how we interpret things. Music is a big part of how people kind of continue to evolve and what we listen to. Like that impacts our culture. So it's, it, it's kind of, it's really, it's really inspirational to see them, you know, getting in and joining and really starting something because a lot of musicians that I follow personally were like, we need to do this. And it, it, it's more of a need because of how present we are and how much we, we really are involved in everything. Like that's what most of them were really kind of conveying with their own message. Like this is something that needs to be done because it's something that is very important to, to the to the world essentially. And on a completely different note, I think that it was wrong of Nickelodeon to do that because older children like us here at the youth, we're older children, I believe so. We can understand and we can form our own opinions because we see everything happening through the world through how we interpret it because we have the, the world technically at our disposal. We have our phones, we have the internet and we have reliable uh, sources to look at. Like we, we understand where to go to and where to see things. And personally, I mean, I, I can't say personally for me, but I know for a fact that if my nephew was watching Nickelodeon during this time, it would be not an uncomfortable situation, but he's just too young to understand what's happening. So like, it's not necessarily that it's wrong of them to do that, but it is kind of wrong of them to do that. They can't understand, they can't grasp the total of what's happening around them. They're just, they're just too young. And I think that if you can't have Nickelodeon that kind of caters to everybody, where there's a, there's, there's a child essentially, a baby compared to teenagers, like they're like four, five, six, that can't fully grasp and understand the situation around them compared to everything, everybody else here or everybody else just in general, because kids don't understand the concept of death and the concept of people going because of brutality and because of, you know, ignorance. They don't get that. So I think it's, it, it's the fact that it was wrong of them to try 
to try and do it that way. And including the fact that they put I can't breathe on the actual title screen, because then it's like, oh, what is that insinuating to? And like some of these kids don't even read. So like there's really no point for them to like have that on Nickelodeon. But I, I understand the message they're trying to convey and I get why they were doing it, but it was wrong for them to do it in that in that manner. I understand and I definitely agree with Nicole with everything she said. With Nick, it I understand that they wanted to like be a part and spread positivity and so that people understand that what's going on, like something needs to happen. But like Nicole said, children don't understand the concept of death. I remember when my grandfather passed away that explaining to my cousins that my grandfather is not coming back was very difficult. And it puts the parents in a bad situation having to explain it. I mean, like, I don't like the fact that that kids, like, their childhood right now, like, they shouldn't be shown all the cruelty that's going on in the world. Yes, us as teens, we understand. But not right now. Kids shouldn't understand, right? at least not now. I mean, I mean, I have several opinions on this issue. I mean, like, first of all, I don't think the channel where I watch SpongeBob on should be the same channel where I'm, you know, explaining to like my little, you know, relatives that, you know, the death of this, you know, man caused a racially, you know, tensions in the U.S. I mean, I really don't want to have to explain that to like younger, you know, siblings. And also the Blackout Tuesday movement, I really respect what it's doing and all that i mean i even participated myself but still there has to come a point but like i don't really get what this is trying to do against you know for trying to support the black lives matter movement like posting a black square i mean i really don't get what it's supposed to do in order to stop racial tensions in the u.s like i mean it's not like there's a company donating to a charity every time you post a black square it's not like um, you know, all the riots have stopped. It's just posting a black square. And I really don't get what this is supposed to accomplish, just posting this black square. I mean, I know it's supposed to bring awareness to the community and in itself. And as for the whole, like, music part, as Nicole was saying, music is a very important part of our society. And especially... Oh, my bad. A lot of people of color make bomb music. Like, have you guys realized that? Like, their music is straight up bomb, okay? Whether they're a rapper or, like, a soul artist or a jazz artist. Dude, that's bomb. But aside from that, shout out to Floyd Mayweather. Like, that was such a loving move on his part that it kind of, like, warms your heart in spite of all this negativity that's going on right now, just the fact that he offered, like just even the offer is just so generous. And it's just something that kind of brings a smile to, to your face, even though, you know, even though we're experiencing so many evil in this world right now. And as for Nickelodeon, I'm very blunt to children. Like I'm just very blunt with children. And I, I understand 
what I understand your points that you're trying to make that kids don't understand the grasp with this. And I mean, I see it all the time at my job because I work at Zoo Miami. And years ago, we had a Komodo dragon, but it was one Komodo dragon. And that Komodo dragon ended up passing away. So whenever they ask me about the Komodo dragon, I'm like, like, I can't really say it to a stranger's child because I don't know if their parent has taught them about the whole decision, not decision, about the whole situation that is death. And I think Nickelodeon kind of did wrong on this because it's not their place to, it's not their place to tell these children what's going on in the world. I understand that we shouldn't, there are certain things we shouldn't censor kids from, like there are things kids should know, but that's the parents' decision to let them in. For example, with my nephews, I'm 100% honest with them. Like if there's ever a death situation, I explain them. Like I explain it to them. And with this whole George Floyd case, I explained it to them. I explained what was going on with the world, but it's just like, I didn't do it to, I didn't do it aggressively. Like I tried to ease them into it, but that's because I'm their aunt. And all I ever do is talk to them and I explain to them, I'm blunt with them. But it's, it wasn't Nickelodeon's job to tell these children what's going on and to have these children be curious and start to ask questions that will put their family members and parents in uncomfortable conversations that they, quite frankly, do not want to have a part of. I mean, in all honesty, you know, uh, starting off with, with uh, Floyd Mayweather, I would say it's somewhat of a philanthropic act you know, that he would take the action, he would pay for George Floyd's uh, funeral and the whatnot. So it's good on his behalf. Uh, as far as it goes for all these other companies and Black Tuesday, I can understand like a moment of solemn silence to, I guess, in a sense, honor what has happened. But at the same time, I don't see it as something that will benefit the Black Lives Matters movement. Uh, as Mario had said, you know, it's not something that really benefits. It doesn't contribute at all. It's just a moment of silence and that's it. I can understand it. I could say it's empathetic at the most a little bit, but I can't say it really helps out the Black Lives Matter movement. I can't help. I can't say it promotes it too much. Uh, I could say in a sense it, it's a, a little bit of propaganda to kind of get people to think, oh, look, they're a good company. They're actually, they care. I could say that at the most. Um, but I can't really, other than that, I can't say that all these companies doing uh, the Blackout Tuesday was the most supporting thing of the Black Lives Matters movement. And as far as it goes with Nickelodeon uh, putting this out on there, on my behalf, I'm very, per se, I don't want to say I'm ignorant or morbid of death. I take it into, into account. But at the same time, I'm not the most into detail, biggest person on it. I just look at it as the normal thing. It happens. It is what it is. Uh, but for little kids to see it, you know, in one sense, I could say it, it's good. Because for some, for some little kids, 
they're exposed to now they're going to be exposed to the black lives matters movement they're going to be exposed to death and now i guess at a young age now they're a bit educated now they know a little bit of uh what reality is you know on another behalf i guess it's not that good because now the parents are put in a position where well how do i explain to little johnny uh that someone was killed in a racist situation how do i put this in the most detailed yet somehow careful manner so that little johnny does not grow up to be someone who i do not want him to be you know uh, but that that's how i'm viewing it but then again you got little kids they're exposed to it they're educated one possibility in the future when these little kids grow up now we might have new activists for uh for racial movements new activists for different civil movements so it has its good side it has its bad side but all in all i can't say really if it's good or bad um Okay, so with the whole uh, the black squares and everything, I didn't think it was actually very necessary, if I'm being completely honest. Because when I saw it and I went to the Black Lives Matters um, hashtag, it was completely flooding everything. And that completely just took all the information that was there on that hashtag to help people for like with the protests and the riots and all that. It just did not it just was all gone because of all the little the little boxes and it was just i was just like oh no that's not good at all because you just made all the information that people needed for protests and and all of that disappear with the boxes with and with nickelodeon i thought at first i was like oh that's uh, pretty cool that they're acknowledging it then i realized it's a child's network and a bunch of children are looking at it and i'm like wow that's not okay actually you can't be doing that because these kids are going to be are, i know for a fact that like i was a very curious curious kid quite literally and i'm pretty sure most of us were and we were always asking questions about everything so when you see that on your screen you're obviously going to ask a question and with the Absolutely. So we're seeing different opinions on all these different situations unfolding as a result to the entire George Floyd situation. And we will continue to talk about that and any updates on that, not just in today's show, but as well as in the coming shows that this is a prevalent topic, not only in the United States today, but in the entire world. You know, we're seeing racism. It's a, an ongoing issue and it's been an issue for many, many years. But again, we will continue to talk about that here on the youth because here on the youth, we do voice our opinions and we do talk about not only issues that are affecting the country entirely, but also affecting issues, uh, issues that affect us as well. And as we move away from this topic, something else that affects us, it's definitely on a different level. It's not at the same level. This is more at an education level, which, you know, for people like Brianna and I, this doesn't affect us right now, but it does affect many of our peers and many of you here on the youth and not just in this year, next year, but in the next few years, because as we know it, Education will definitely shift 
as a result to this pandemic. So we saw how College Board handled the entire situation with um, the AP at-home testing. Everybody tested online, everybody tested at home. We saw the series of glitches and the inability to submit responses. Many students have had to retake exams, which have, are now being held this week and next week. And we saw a huge issue circul circling around the at-home AP testing, which has now prompted the College Board to postpone any plans for an at-home online SAT due to these technical challenges. As we know, the SAT is an even bigger deal because this score pretty much determines your, uh, your eligibility to get into different universities, whether it be prestigious Ivy Leagues or maybe a state university that you've been wanting to get into your entire life. But now that we're seeing this, possibility. We don't know when these juniors and seniors will be able to take these SATs, which now completely affects the college application process. So incoming seniors like Idania, like Angel, who now have to focus on getting their SATs up as best as they can, getting their ACT scores up as best as they can. Now they worry about the fact that they don't have this on their application anymore. Their application will most probably have to be a lot stronger and a lot heftier filled with different things and different academic achievements, meaning it may be harder for students to get into prestigious universities, to get into university, period, because there isn't these scores to go along with it. And let's not forget, you know, we have these sophomores as well, Nicole, Mario, they won't get to, there's a chance they may not get to take that PSAT this year, which helps them practice and sort of set, set a benchmark as to what they need to practice when they get into their junior year. Like Gerald, who is getting into his junior year now is when you start prepping for these SAT and ACT exams. So all our students here, you know, Brianna and I sort of have an outside perspective on this because we're past this already, but we're sort of, you know, it's, it's worrisome to see our peers having to go through this now because it totally changed that experience, which is already pretty stressful enough, the application process and getting those SAT scores up. Um, I mean, de definitely, because personally, I know that I'm a, going to be a sophomore and I don't have the exact same outlook as somebody else. But I know that for me, I'm a very motivated person for my end goal, I guess you can say. And I don't really stop working even when I should stop working. So I know that like I was going to take certain measures to ensure my, I don't know, uh, my leverage I guess if you can use that word in any sense for this discussion but I was definitely you know trying to use some things to my advantage because I was would need it in order to pass certain tests but now the uncertainty of tests even existing is kind of nerve-wracking because that's kind of what how everything is based off of you have like your college applications and you kind of need these things and some colleges really like these things so it kind of makes me a little uh unnerved at the idea that some of these things won't really be at, at be at our disposal like other uh, high school uh, graduates even though we might get it back by the time that I take it but who, who really knows like how Amanda was saying like education is going to be completely modified from here on out yeah and um, Amanda just kind of like completely turned on my anxiety because one of the one of my biggest fears is thinking about the future like thinking about the steps I have to take, which I've been doing, by the way, all quarantine. All quarantine, I've been like, I have to take my SAT. I have to do my college essay. I have to figure out what, what college I'm going to get into. Like, all these minds are like minds. Okay, guys, this is, this, I can't English. All these thoughts have been running through my mind all quarantine. 
and I, I mean, I would love to take the SAT at home because it's in the comfort of my own home. I have an IEP, so I get extra time anyways, but it's still really scary to think about because obviously I want to get into a good college and I have very, as most of you guys know, I have very big dreams that I want to accomplish for my college career and for um, my career in general. So that's something like really scary to think about. The fact that, I mean, my SAT, my SAT has been canceled twice already and it kills me because here I am training for the August SAT, but I'm like, you know what? It's going to get canceled. It's going to get canceled. And I'm starting my senior year and I still haven't taken the SAT, not even once. So that's just incredibly nerve wracking. Like that's just, ugh, I can't. Like it just gives me so much anxiety. Thanks, Amanda, for worrying me so much. <laughs> it's a reality that you guys are all going to face now. And again, Brianna and I sort of have the, have an outgoing perspective. You know, we're leaving we're finished with high school, but it's a perspective that we have where we're sort of like that last class that went through that normal process of ap applying for colleges. But now we'll see a whole different change in this entire situation. And I know another incoming senior, Angel, I'm not sure if he's taken his SATs now or yet, but just like Idania said, it's a stressful process. The fact that you're prepping for tests right now that you don't know if you'll get the chance to take it in August while extra prep and as much prep as possible is always great. It's, you know, you're prepping for a test that just continues to be canceled and canceled. I mean, in all honesty, a way that I view it, because I don't, I try not to worry about it just because uh, tomorrow's never promised. But, you know, in case we do have to take the SAT, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna wing it. I'm gonna do whatever I can do. I'm gonna do my best and I'm gonna hope for the best. Uh, for any of you who have, have who have oh okay I can't speak uh, for any of you who have ever actually heard me or heard my opinions on the whole collegiate system you would probably know I'm not the biggest fan for it I'm not the biggest person on spending thousands of dollars to go take classes thank you Mario uh, but no I'm not the biggest person on going and paying thousands of dollars for a few classes, specifically also uh, the careers that I've chosen don't necessarily require me to go to college. I mean, if you wanna look at it, a perspective to, uh, you know, if you wanna look at it from the perspective of like, uh, you're gonna be a failure if you don't go to university or college. Yeah, I guess it requires that. But if you look at it, the perspective that, no, I have all this information online and I can pay a membership on masterclass.com for like $200 a year. And I have access to infinite classes because it's, it's good resource. And on top of that, I have multiple other resources online. You know, it's not the, because I personally, my careers are more business related and marketing related. They don't really require me to go to university or college. Although I think as all of us here know, you can go to university or college and you could get degrees in those careers. For me, I plan not to go on it. So that's why I'm not too stressed out or too worried over the SAT or the ACT scores. Because again, if I'm not going to plan to go to college or university, then I'm not going to really invest my time into taking the exams when I'm not going to invest my time into learning 
more knowledge than what I already have over trading stock markets and investing in different kinds of companies, as well as e-commerce and selling things online. So definitely, we have conferring opinions. And when we come back here on the youth, we've, we blew through a break, but we've been having great discussions here on the youth today. We will continue and get the perspective on, of another one of our freshmen who is now becoming a sophomore and a sophomore that's becoming a junior and seeing what they have to feel. And then, of course, Brianna and I, we have different opinions. We went through this already and pretty much talk about how the process we went through in this entire situation, now how we're seeing this unfold before our eyes, just how we feel about it, you know, seeing our peers having to go through this now. You're listening to The Youth here on STEM Radio, Series 6 channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. Here's that song again. Yay. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today, here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Yay. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Yay! Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve! By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking. I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailo. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tua. I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Flowers are beautiful, but they become even more so when carried by people who are committed to ending Alzheimer's. At the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's, hundreds of thousands carry different colored flowers, signifying their connections to the disease. And we walk so that one day, there will be a white flower for Alzheimer's first survivor. Slam Radio is more than just a radio station, but a family. It's so nice to know that you have a place where you can feel safe, where you can feel comfortable, sharing your opinions and not be judged for what you feel like is right or is wrong. I'm very grateful that I've gotten this opportunity to be a part of something big, something historical. It taught me that not only that I matter, but that I have a voice. And the mentors we have here, like Frank the Tank and the Amigo, make you love this amazing program even more. There are very few words that can describe Slam Radio. One word that definitely comes to mind is familia, family. We've been offered so many unique opportunities to be a part of something great. I will always be grateful to Slam Radio and everybody a part of Slam Radio. We are a family. They are my family and they will always continue to be my family and I will 
Forever be thankful, and I know they got my bag just like I got theirs. I love being part of Slam Radio. Hello, this is Michael, the playmaker every three-time Super Bowl champion with the Dallas Cowboys, and I am an NFL Hall of Famer. Trust me, you're listening to the best Slam Radio. Series XM channel 145. In that last segment that we had, you know, we went over the entire George Floyd situation, everything that we've seen break out as a result of his death and his wrongful death by the police officer Derek Chauvin and the other three that were around. We talked about that, the protests, the riots that continue and will continue for who knows how long. And we also talked about we briefly discussed how the College Board is now postponing any plans for online SATs, which affects pretty much everybody here. Because whether you're an incoming senior, incoming junior, incoming sophomore, the SAT and PSATs play a big part in your preparation for achieving that acceptance letter to the college of your dreams and all that. But, you know, we got the opinions on different incoming seniors and we saw what Nicole had to say as an incoming sophomore. She may not be able to take the PSAT, which helps them sort of set that benchmark and be able to prepare their sophomore and junior year for that SAT that you take at the end of your junior year and into your senior year, as well as alongside applying for colleges. So this definitely changes the entire spectrum and the entire way that um, that pretty much the entire application process for colleges and universities, it changes it drastically and not just this year, next year, and probably for years to come. Yeah, because... I mean, me going into sophomore year, those PSATs really help, you know, with me, you know, getting ready for the SAT because at those pre PSATs I've taken in middle school and this year, freshman year, they are tough as nails. I mean, it's super hard to like answer all of the questions on time, let alone answer them correctly. And so the fact that I might not get a PSAT really, really worries me. It's like a whole nother extreme because, well, I mean, if I just go into the SAT, like just raw, no PSAT whatsoever, my score is not going to be good whatsoever. I mean, uh, I'm just really nervous. I really hope we could get this sorted out and that we have a PSAT to take because, you know, I don't think my chances of going to college are going to be really severely affected if I don't get a PSAT. Yeah, and for me, since I'm I'm a junior going in, I'm gonna be taking I'm supposed to be taking the SAT next year. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was actually supposed to be prepping with my friends this year. We have been talking about it. We're gonna be prepping all summer for the SAT and we're gonna do all of that. And then they t- finding out this like kind of like we might not even get it. It's I don't explain it. I'm kind of kind of happy because I don't have to take a, a really hard test. But at the same time, I'm like, I kind of need to take that really like uh, test. I kind of need that test for like college applications and everything. So I have very mixed feelings about it. My brother has seen me with how much anxiety I went through to prepare for the SAT and the ACT. 
and as well as the college um, application process, how nervous I was, how anxious I was just to apply. And I find it difficult. And I know that it's going to be difficult for like my brother, that he's going to be a junior and the sophomores that are starting to prepare using the PSAT so that they could take the SAT. I know it's going to be a struggle for them because with my experience, I was nervous because in my old school for my freshman year, I have never taken the PSAT and I only took it once for my sophomore year. And I didn't know what was going on. I have never experienced a test like that. So I know it's going to be a struggle for them. Hopefully it gets sorted out so that they get the opportunity to prepare and get the test done. Absolutely. And I know that I was planning on taking that ACT in April. You know, I was still trying to get to a certain score that I needed for different scholarships and different things that I planned on applying for even towards that back end of my senior year, which as we know, for the most part, you're pretty much setting, you know where you're going. And it's just, it's just pretty much preparing and figuring out your financials and figuring out, you know, what scholarships you want to apply for. And there's certain scores that need to be, that you need to have for these, uh, for these scholarships. And I was planning on taking the ACT as opposed to the SAT. I had taken it so many times already and I couldn't break that score that I needed, but then I sort of turned to the ACT and I was starting to study. And then all of a sudden the coronavirus pandemic breaks out and all tests are canceled. So I lost out on that chance to so many different scholarships that I could have applied for depending on my score, but due to the pandemic and all, I couldn't get my score to that point in a timely manner and all the tests were canceled. So of course, like Brianna said, you know, you go through a lot of stress planning and preparing for these different tests that we're expected to take in the coming months and then you know throughout your entire process of high school so now seeing the struggle that you guys will have to go through and the total shift is definitely one that you know it'll be it'll be interesting to see how this will unfold before our eyes and it'll be interesting to see how things sort of shift and change as a result of the coronavirus pandemic when it comes to SAT and ACT testing and just education in general. We've talked about that here on the youth, you know, the online education, hybrid learning, a little bit in school, a little bit outside of school, but definitely this is the complete shift that will totally affect the education realm moving forward due to the coronavirus pandemic. But aside from the education realm being affected by the coronavirus pandemic, another industry that we will definitely, we've talked about what a drastic impact the coronavirus pandemic had, has had on this industry. And now as we're sort of getting back and we're seeing how steps are being taken to make sure that people are going back to work safely, this is one industry that will drastically be affected. And it may be very, very devastating because of the trickle down effect that one simple thing has and the domino effect that will come as a result. So we're seeing Hollywood a lot of actors and actresses are now in fear to return to set, to start different movies, to start different shows, different projects that they were either starting to create different movies, different shows that were beginning, or just some of our favorite shows that, you know, that third, fourth season that we were waiting for and anxiously waiting for due to this pandemic has now, all production has been halted. And who knows when they'll be able to get back on set safely and whether or not these actors will feel safe to return to these sets because 
you know, it's a give and take. So it may be a long time before we see any sort of new production, because as we know, it takes pretty much around a year by the time you finish filming something, you send it to editing and everything gets edited, produced. And then, you know, the entire press tour and everything that goes into that one release, that one day that we all wait for, that we anxiously wait for, for that new movie to hit theaters, for that new show to hit Netflix, to hit Hulu, to hit even the TVs, you know, different uh, networks on TV. But it's a total trickle down effect because this affects again that entire industry we may see movies come out until say the ending of 2020 beginning of 2021 but after that what happens because again movie productions tv productions have all been halted as of right now and this totally affects that entire industry and what we'll see go down there yeah and that's crazy because as i mean we all talked about here we're all kind of big movie buffs here and i think that you know, having that halt, because right now we can binge watch, we can see all these things over and over again. But I think having the halt is something that's definitely going to put other things into perspective for us. And I completely understand the reason why they don't want to do it. I mean, I personally completely understand it. You know, there's still safety procedures and they're still, you know, unsure and there's uncertainty and you don't want to put yourself at risk for for a, 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 deathly, a, a deadly disease just to make a movie or try to make a movie or try to continue a show. So I understand the reason being for that. And I think that the whole way that we do consume and we do watch movies and the way that we become the consumer and the viewer for these things are definitely going to change during these times because I don't think that we're really going to get any new, uh, what's it called, movies and shows and things to really have outlets on because other than things that were already produced and have been now finished in the editing process, that's a completely different thing. But I think for like actual production to continue happening and for things to continue going, it's not going to, we're not going to see that in, 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 in recent years, in coming years, especially not now. And if we do see that now, I think it's a little uh, risky, a little not safe personally. I mean, I completely agree with you. And with this whole pandemic, like I, quite frankly, I don't want to leave my house unless it's absolutely necessary. And actors, sure, I mean, they're actors, they're famous and everything, but they're human beings. They have a right to be afraid. They have a right to be scared to go back to work because especially since a lot of celebrities have, a lot of actors are adults and have children and don't want to put their children at risk and don't want to risk getting this, obviously this disease as Nicole said. Guys, we're in a global pandemic. I don't know if you guys knew that, just saying. So. Like, it's okay to be scared. And I think, I'm I'm not trying to say that it's a good thing that we aren't going to have any new shows or movies, but it kind of is because through the years and with the upcoming of like streaming services, you could, like people have kind of lost that, that respect and admiration for what is the movie and show making industry. Like, I remember like, I used to have so much respect. Like there's so many actors from like before, like black and white type stuff that I would just like, I would love them. Like I would respect them. I would put them on a pedestal. But now there's so many things coming out and there's so many things you could just binge watch and stream that it's not really the same. So I think it'll kind of do us good. It'll kind of be like kind of a little bit of karma for usually our generation losing that respect that we have 
for these TV shows and these movie makers and everything that goes into making a movie because we were so quick to criticize a movie and TV show talking about some we didn't like how this character died or whatever, but we don't even take a minute to praise, like for example, Star Wars. Like you have any idea how much editing goes into a Star Wars movie? Like I could never, and I'm the editor. I could never, I edit on the station and I could never do that. Like that's something really difficult. And I think this is kind of karma to us because now we're gonna realize how, how important all these people how important of a role all these people play in making the things that affect our lives. Absolutely. And, you know, when we come back here on the youth for our final segment, we'll continue to talk about this and talk about how this definitely goes hand in hand with the movie theater industry, which right now, again, we're still seeing being affected by this coronavirus pandemic. And it may be a long time before we see these theaters open. You're listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. So take a moment to make your kid laugh because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 180 over 111 and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigos. I remember going one time during my honeymoon. We did the whole entire um, Today Show, and I wanted to go. I wanted to come out on TV, and I got my wife up early, and we got there an hour and a half before the show started. And I'm like, this is going to be great. We're going to be the only ones there. We're going to come out on TV. We couldn't get anywhere near the cameras. So I can't even make this up right. Five years ago, we stayed right on Times Square, the marquee. You could see Good Morning Amigo from, uh, Good Morning America from my, that's funny. (laughs) That's a promo. Good Morning Amigo. Weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. 
You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Hey, this is Ron Rivera. This is the Slam Radio. We are back here on the Youth Slam Radio Series XM Channel 145. And in this final segment, we'll pretty much wrap up our conversation, which we had in the third segment, which was all about Hollywood and how we're seeing Hollywood being affected by this pandemic, especially. You know, we've talked about that here on the Youth, and we've seen how movie premieres, big movie premieres have been halted at movie. At-home movie premieres have been sort of the new trend and the new cool thing to do. But, you know, it may be a long time before we see any sort of new movie, any sort of new show come out on the streaming platforms we love, the movie theaters that we attend. You know, we may not see any new movies there, which is sort of goes hand in hand with this entire situation. You know, as it is, it may be a while before we see the movie theaters open up again and we can go to a movie theater safely we'll probably have to sit seats apart so you won't get to you know hit your friend in that scene that i told you so i knew this was gonna happen or you know cry with your girls over that sad breakup scene in one of the movies it may be a long time before we get to do that at any point again because we may have to sit seats apart and who knows when we'll get that movie theater experience again but without the production of films currently you know going on what will these movie theaters play once they do open up if they ever do open up again because you know that's an issue that we're dealing with right now in an industry that's being like i said drastically affected so this is a domino effect we're seeing how no production right now there's no films being curated which now affects the movie theater industry what are they going to do play repeats which sort of defeats the entire purpose of Going to a movie theater, you go to watch that new movie that's supposed to, you know, hit the big screen and you've been waiting all this time leading up to that release date to watch this movie. So it totally affects that experience just, again, as a result of this coronavirus pandemic. I mean, another hard hit entertainment industry is, well, the anime industry. I mean, anime has been really struggling right now and especially with probably the biggest anime ever has been postponed. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6 has been postponed to 2021, and everybody is kind of crying in the JoJo community now. But, like, yeah, I mean, this is just kind of, it's a, you know, foreseen, like, effect of all this. Like, I mean, the only, like, three movies I remember coming out are, like, the Trolls movie, Scoob, and Sonic are the only movies, I think, that came out this year. And so, like, I guess when the theaters open up, I guess they're going to have to replay those movies for, you know, however long it takes until they could, you know, you know, get new movies out there. They could also, you know, replay Hollywood classics, I guess, you know. I mean, I know some theaters that just do that every Tuesday night or something. But, like, I don't know. It's going to be a really, you know, hard time for the entertainment industry after this, you know, especially the movie industry. Yeah, I agree with Mario. It's definitely going to be a tough fight for them. But what 
I kind of agree with like the actor's point of view. Like if they don't want to like go out during this pandemic, it's totally under- understandable. That's really is understandable. And I actually like Mario's idea with the uh, showing remake, like showing classics and stuff. That'd be really cool. I'm not going to lie. And just watching uh, classics, that'd be nice. Um, I mean, in all honesty, I feel like on my behalf, so yeah, the movie industry will, you know, I feel like it's going to be affected for some time, but after that, it will, I feel like it will pick up. Um, as far as it goes with other shows, uh, me personally, shows such as NCIS, uh, NCIS Los Angeles and Criminal Minds, you know, those those new episodes, I'm going to be looking forward to them just not right now with the whole pandemic going on, uh, you know, things aren't going to be able to, to come out with new episodes. Uh, as for, you know, as for anything else, it's just, eh, it is what it is. With everything that's going on, like my brother said, like I'm going to mention it again. It is understandable that the, that the celebrities do not want to go out. Like there are human beings. They they want to be cautious on the fact that we're still in a global global pandemic, but we are going to see an effect in the movie industry and especially the theater that not a lot of movies are going to come in, but reruns, oops, reruns are going to be a thing, at least for now. And the movies that are being postponed, postponed to to yet to be seen like uh, Fast 9 that still hasn't been shown or Mulan like those movies still haven't come out yet maybe they're gonna have to just take it to to premiere at home but it we can't do nothing right now I mean we were talking about it on Monday we were talking about the whole like drive-in how we've all wanted to do a drive-in and we probably all pull up in a pickup truck just straight up the youth just (laughs) Which, by the way, I would love. I think that would be amazing. But honestly, I remember, I think last year, Sunset did a rerun of one of my ultimate favorite movies, Silence of the Lambs. And I was so devastated because I couldn't go. So if they do that again, oh, you already know I'm about to be up in there. Like, that's just so exciting, especially since there are classic movies that most of us enjoy that we never got to see on the big screen. Personally, I know a lot of people who have never seen The Lion King on the big screen. I saw it because when they took out the when they took out the updated version where it was like clear graphics, that's when I saw it. But there are a lot of classic movies, especially I know Amanda is really into classic movies. One of her favorite actresses is a classic movie. They don't guys, 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 Amanda, do you hear that? Yes, I do. And Irania, yes, classic movies. Maybe classic movies will be the only way that these theaters stay alive and maybe it'll sort of regenerate a loving towards these classic movies, which a lot of people our age don't pay attention to. Only few of us, and I know some of us here on the youth do have an appreciation to that. But guys, I appreciate you. Thank you for another wonderful show of the youth today. We talked a whole bunch of different topics. We went off. We were able to completely express our opinions and talk about how we felt about all the situations and all the topics we discussed today on the youth. But I want to thank you guys for being here on the show with me today. I want to thank everybody who tuned in. And of course, we cannot end today's show without thanking our doctors, our nurses, and our healthcare workers who continue to fight the COVID-19 pandemic on the front lines. You are listening to the youth here on STEM Radio, Series XM, Channel 145.